Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Life Stories. Uh, this time, I'll be regaling you with the tale of how I caused about, uh, we'll say, crap. It's been a while since I looked at that bill, but it was about, we'll just say between $18,000 and $20,000 of apartment damage. No, it wasn't on purpose, in case anyone's wondering. Alright, so uh, we got some newcomers this time. Well, complete newcomers, as in literally everyone except me is new to this. So you all know me as your friendly neighborhood host, Zach Stat Pearson. But today, I'm joined by some special people. Some from far away and some from very close. Starting off, we have the original Tokester. He's not with the inn, but he will drop it at the drop of a hat, even if it's not April 20th, 01 Austin Nobles. Yeah, what's poppin'? <laughs> and of course, we have another foreign import. I don't know how it happens, folks. It just does, but I'm not complaining. Hailing from a country whose name I actually forgot to ask before I thought to do his introduction, uh, we have Dave Each. Hi, hi. Where are you from, Dave? You really want to know? Well, yes, we have foreigners on here. We like to get to know people. Oh, uh, I'm from Mexico, so hi. Thought you'd be like I thought it'd be like Europe or something. Uh, okay. Just saying. Uh, okay, well, hey, uh, we love your food over here in Chicago. I guarantee you. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. All right. So, surprising no one, we have even more people who flew in out of, flew in out of nowhere, or in her case, Belgium. Queen is back this time, but instead of giving a story, she'll just be receiving one. Now, just to get you caught up, because you legit probably only missed the first three minutes. Uh, this story is about how I caused between eighteen dollars and $20,000 of damage in an apartment building. No, oh, it was yay. not on purpose. Which, apparently, I have to clarify that a lot these days. Alright, so, um, make sure you're on push to talk instead of voice activity. If you want to laugh or say something, go ahead and push the button and talk, yada yada. Alright, so... I got paid a decent chunk of money to make some cheesecakes for a party that one of my friends was having because my baking skills are pretty Gucci. Now I'm in, I'm at her place. I'm at the party. I'm a little bit late and I'm making a sampler plate, which is basically very, very thinly sliced or small deviation pieces of everything I have because, well, that's kind of what I'm there to do. But after that, Hey, I'm chilling and I'm eating and I'm fucking around. I'm, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Chef. I got commission commission's over with but the whole time i'm slicing this stuff up to give them out to people there is a drunk girl sitting on the opposite side of the counter that i didn't know was drunk i thought she was on some type of drugs so as most people are well aware of or at least my friends are well of and apparently decided i was fucking lying about it i have a special phobia a very unique phobia it's called fear of drunk white women i don't know if there's what the actual name for it is but Fear of drunk white women just seems to cover all my bases, as far as I'm concerned. Now, what ends up happening is she starts shaking and giggling and staring at me, and it starts creeping me to fuck out to the point where, while paying attention to her, I accidentally chipped off a piece of my finger. I cut into my finger. But hey, it's a clean knife, and I, I don't—I've never heard anyone die from getting cheesecake inside of their fucking finger, so I'm not too worried about it. So Julia comes in and asks me, oh, are you okay? What happened? It's like, dude, your friend's been staring at me the whole time. Oh, she has. It's like, no, no, not in that, not in whatever way you were thinking. I mean, look at her. I think she's on something. 
Oh yeah, yeah. She's on uh, Mike's Hard Mango Lemonade. That's what she's on. It's like Mike's has a mango lemonade now. It's like yeah. So we put her right there so she would stay out of trouble. I was like, so you put her where all the sharp objects were and me with the cheesecake thinking she'd stay out of trouble. So she immediately realized, oh, fuck, yeah, we should uh, fix this. So they go to try to lay her down and they go lay her down. Some people at the party help with this. So I'm having fun. Everything's a good time. And 40, no, about an hour, an hour, 40 minutes later, everybody's about to leave. Right. Then everyone realized, uh, I don't know this drunk girl's name, but for the purpose of the story, she's going to be called Kelly. People don't, uh, people don't, don't know how to get Kelly home because Kelly came alone. So a lot of people are a little bit myth because now no one can tell, did she plan this shit on purpose or is this a genuine accident? Yada, yada, yada with her drunkenness. But Kelly is also recovered, even though everyone's winding down. So at this point, Half the guests have left, not because they want to ditch Kelly and they don't want to take her home or get her home, but they just left because, hey, Kelly isn't technically their responsibility. It's not a dick move. So, I'm basically getting ready to take the leftovers because there's no rule saying I can't take the leftovers. And I get them all on the one little container because I'm not taking all them shits back. And all of a sudden, I just hear from behind me and I see some small little baby white girl feet. I didn't get any. And then I feel something wet touch my neck and it creeps me the fuck out because it didn't feel like water and it didn't feel like spit. And I stand up and here's drunk Kelly again. And the first thing out of her mouth was, <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, Julia, your, your friend's awake again. Can you get her the fuck away from me? So Julia comes to get her and I go into the bathroom. She starts trying to follow me into the fucking bathroom. Julie is completely incapable. I'm sorry, let me phrase that. Julie is too skinny to actually be able to stop this woman from following me to the bathroom. So now I have to hold it in and find somebody to at least hold her long enough so I can go take a dump. I don't know what people's feelings are on open door dumping, but I've never been a fan of that. And she wasn't looking to stand there and watch from the outside. She wanted to be like right up next to me. It was creepy. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Maybe she was liking me because she was drunk, beer goggles, all that shit. Or maybe, I don't know, she thought that I was just some candy man that dispenses cheesecake. I don't, I don't fucking know, but it was fucking creepy. So some one of the bigger dudes, I don't know the dude's name, but we're going to call him Bobby because Bobby's in this story for quite some time. Bobby shows up and says, do I have permission to lift you? And Julie just says, shut the fuck up. She's drunk. Put her on the couch or something, which I wanted to say the same thing because I got to take a shit. So I take a shit. Next thing I hear is glass breaking. Now I know I'm not in trouble because I didn't do it. But once I get out the toilet, I go back outside. What the fuck happened? This girl broke a $3,000 glass table by falling into it. Here's what tripped me out though. She had no scratches on her, but her clothes were slashed up. So all of a sudden I am, I'm just overtaken by this wave of uh oh yeah fear i can feel my balls receding into that little space that dudes don't know the name of but we know it's there because we can put our balls in there i still don't know what the, the fuck that space is called but you know what i mean and i say you know what fuck the cheesecake i go get my bag i get my smash bros i get my controllers and i'm about this bitch 
Next thing I know is I see, I hear these walking noises. Julia somehow got out of her shoes, which I don't know how the fuck that happened. But she just starts running towards me and still making that noise. <laughs> which creeps me the fuck out. But I don't see an elevator at the end of the hall. Then I remembered, man, I took the fucking stairs. So I don't actually know where the elevator is in this thing. Normally with any building, the elevators are in the dead center of every floor or they're around the corner or they're in the corners of one, one of the sides on this floor. I don't know if it's a straight line or if it's a square shape. But remember, this is a building that has exposed piping for when there's a fire because it was a retrofitted and all the people who do the remodelings, they never touch the actual building piping because that's up to management. So I basically just grabbed my ass on top of the piping and she's just looking around and I can hear her breathing really fucking weird. I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way in fuck this girl just had alcohol. This is fucking weird. So Julia runs out with Bobby. Bobby immediately sees me because he's taller and he dies fucking laughing right there on the floor. And then Julia's like, what? He points at me. I tell him, don't do that. And he's still laughing. And now Kelly can see me. So I'm just like, fuck. And then she starts trying to jump and reach at me. So even I tell Julia, you have to realize she's not just on alcohol. She's only on alcohol. She doesn't do hard drugs. Like, see, see, that's a very, very specific statement. You said she doesn't do hard drugs. That don't mean she don't do drugs. That means she don't do drugs that'll get her years in prison. So I said, look, something is obviously wrong with her. And I start scooching along the piping and Bobby's laughing his ass off. So then Bobby's girlfriend come out. I don't know her name, but we're going to call her Laura because I know he dated a Laura at some point in time and she seemed cool. So it'll be Laura for the time being. She comes on and says, what the fuck are you doing? And then he keeps laughing, points at me. And then she starts dying of laughter. Why are you on the ceiling? I'm trying to get away from a drunk white girl. So you're crawling on the pipes, Peter Parker? I was like, I feel like you should have said Spider-Man in that case. But, eh, tomatoes, tomatoes. She won't stop chasing me. So now Julia can't even hold her back because she's laughing her ass off too. And she keeps trying to jump up and grab my clothes and pull me the fuck down. And I start noting, yeah, this piping is actually pretty good. I'm surprised it can support me. Literally right when I said that, a sound went off in the pipes and they slightly sank down. I was like, oh shit. So then four or five other people start coming out of the fucking room. And then some other people start coming out in the hallway. But Bob stands up and they can't see what's going down in the further hallway. He lets them know, oh, it's just a drunk person. We got a hold of him. You know, don't worry about nothing. And all of a sudden I just hear a shit ton of laughter. You're on a pipeline to get away from a white girl's like. Okay, I don't know why her being a white girl has anything to do with it. It's really just that she's drunk. So then Julia plays back in her head. Wait, didn't you tell me like five, six years ago, you're scared of drunk white women? It's like, I think that's kind of obvious at this point. So then Julia laughs even harder, goes and gets everyone else still at this motherfucking party to watch this shit. And I'm sitting up here thinking to myself, get her, stop laughing or don't. Don't keep laughing. Get her the fuck away from me. I'm trying to bounce. 
Hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He was serious about this shit? Apparently. So apparently all the people in the room that I knew thought for years at a time I was lying about being terrified of drunk white women. I was like, then Bobby asked, because this is my first time meeting Bobby. So why are you terrified of drunk white women? Well, I was like, well, besides the fucking obvious, do you know how much shit I'm magically responsible for? I cost or I'm trying to take advantage of when I am within three feet of a drunk white woman, no matter where the fuck they came from. Do you know how many times I've been mad at my business in my cell phone or just in a restaurant? I leave and because there's a drunk white girl near me, I'm responsible for I caused it or someone wants to come up to me and try to beat my ass because they think I'm trying to rape her, which I find a little bit fucked up. The first time you meet a complete and total stranger, your first thought is, hey, that guy's trying to rape her. That's the world I live in. Because apparently fate decided if I'm within three approximately the proximity of three feet, I am somehow responsible. I've had to run away from police. I have had to hop 10, 15 foot barbed wire covered gates, go in between a moving truck just to get away from assholes who've decided I'm trying to do something with a drunk white woman that I don't even know, didn't know was there, or in one case literally tripped over because her ass was laying on the fucking floor. So yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit scared of being around a drunk white woman. And not that playful drunk she can communicate. I'm talking about that she can't make syllables drunk. Shit's just scary. So at this point in time, I am at the edge of the pipe. And now everyone's still crowding around taking photos, Instagram wasn't out back then, or just recording this shit because no one's going to believe them unless they record it, apparently. And I'm just like, no, seriously, can y'all fucking get her so I can go? Bro, nothing's gonna happen, just come down. It's like, I know that literally, but mentally, I can't let go of the fucking pipe. So you're just gonna stay there all night? Hell nah. She's gonna pass out or I'm gonna smack her with something so I can get the fuck away from her. What are you going to use? And I was like, fuck. My bag is still sitting by the damn door. So I told somebody, hey, go get my fucking bag. It's like, I'll get your bag when you come down. First thing I heard. So I was like, fuck you, Kelly. Then Julia finally has stopped completely laughing. So she decides she's going to figure out how to carry Kelly physically back to her room Everyone starts getting sad because this funny and hilarity is over. And I was like, all, all y'all some hoes. Like, bitch, you know you love me. I don't even know who the fuck said that. But the fact that that was their response was kind of hilarious. That was the only bit of enjoyment I had of it. But let's not forget, what did I say about five minutes ago in this story? I heard the pipe in the center make a weird noise and slightly come out where I was, which is what prompted me to move. So I get down off this pipe. And the next thing I hear is do 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 And then, pfft, or that sound when you try to plug a sprinkler with your thumb or some shit. So now this entire floor is making it rain. And then I start hearing pop, 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 pop. I don't know what type of chain reaction shit was going on, but I started hearing people yelling and hearing that pop noise in other rooms on the side of this apartment floor from the left and the right. So I grab my shit and I immediately book it to the elevator because, well, it's if it was around the corner. 
First thing that comes out of that elevator, shit you not, a security guard and two cops. I just froze in place. And, and they just look at me as like, oh, I've seen this before. Look, we're not here for you. Are you getting in? I was like, yes. Yes, I am. So I got in that elevator and I fucking pressed that button so hard that I think I actually gave myself a, a, a possible finger fracture. So then Julia comes around the corner and she's got these big ass eyes and she just hurls my bag all the way down and I leave. So I get to the bottom floor and there's a front desk person. And all I hear is, I know, I know. Look, I don't know what caused it. We're still looking into it on the cameras or if there was any cameras available. But yeah, uh, apparently there's a bit of an issue and we're going to try to cut the pipeline directly. Cut the pipeline directly. So I just calmly walk towards the door. And then I realize there's a squeak on my shoe. Like my shoes are legit squeaking. So then the front desk lady goes, hey, and I fucking bolted, right? But uh, I kind of sort of overdid the bolting. So I went through the revolving glass door and it wasn't a thick glass door. So the minute I touched that door, I literally broke one entire side of it. But since the thing was glass in the middle, it was a sheet. It broke one of the other sides too. So now I got glass all up going down my back, damn near in my butt crack. And I'm trying to run around the corner and then walk. Because if you run too long, you just look suspicious downtown in Chicago. That's, that's what I'm told. So I get around the corner and I start walking. I don't even know what train I got on. And I fucking got on the train. And then I sat down like a dumbass thinking I could relax. And immediately stood up. And everyone in this fucking train was laughing at me for a hot 30 seconds. My dumbass literally had glass in my butt crack. So I accidentally slashed the top little piece of my, wherever your tailbone ends, whatever that skin is. And then when they saw that, they stopped laughing. Luckily, somebody had disinfected and another person had Neosporin. I, I don't know, maybe they felt like shit. So I called up Julia about a week later. I was like, hey, hey look, they, they, did, they didn't realize it was you. The camera that they have is for where the elevator entrance is. And the only thing it can see is a shoulder or what looks like I think your shoulder from when you were holding on to the pipe. It doesn't see like a person. I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, so no one had to pay for anything? Fuck you mean no one had to pay for anything? They showed us how much the bill was and they basically tried to divide it up between the whole floor. Luckily though, I don't know, we got some rich people or whatever. So instead of dividing it between about 13, 14 people, it got divided up between six because they decided to do bigger lump sums than most people. So I was like, okay, so what was the bill? And she said something like $18,000 or $20,000 in damage. I'm, I've never almost blacked out while I've been on a, a fucking phone call before. But I almost blacked out. So then she just went on and asked, so how's your butthole feel? I was like, how the fuck do you know I got glass in the crack of my ass? It's like, well, because they do know someone did that. They didn't see your face, but it looks like from the camera footage, Shit got in your butt crack. I was like, so you recorded this? Like, oh no, they wouldn't give me the recordings. Like, good. Why is that good? Because you would literally show everyone and their fucking mom that there was a glass in my ass, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally would do that. I totally would. So yeah, that's how I avoided paying for the shit. 
because they were too lazy to install cameras in the main hallways. You can come off push to talk now. That's one hell of a story. This was 2011. That shit was fucking scary. Say something. Yeah, I, I'm thinking what to say, but I, I don't know what to say. It's not the first time I've heard that. You want to add something to Queen or are you still dying from laughter? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the hell was that? It, it, this is what happens when your friends don't believe you when you tell them you're scared of drunk white women. There were more people recording than helping. Uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, Austin, unless you got a story, on to part two. Wait, is a part two of this? No, part two is a different story completely. If a story, ah, is extremely okay. sh if a story runs extremely short, then we do two stories. Uh, but at the same time, we got two new people. So I was seeing, hey, maybe you guys got a story. Uh, okay, well, uh, I'll just transition to the final story of the day. Um, this one's shorter, but... Well, it may be funnier, although it's embarrassing. So there'll be time to play 21 questions, as in, I want y'all to guess how this shit ended for me. But uh, yeah, let me switch to push to talk. I mean, uh, voice activity. This man, got, this man got two grand up out the city of Chicago. God damn. All right, so. Does everyone know what Super Smash Bros is, except for Laura, obviously? Yeah, I don't. Austin, Dave, y'all seriously don't know what Super Smash Bros. is? Of course. Of course. Okay. All right. So, when Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U came out, this was the first time we got DLC characters. But let's be honest. There was really two DLC characters that everyone lost their absolute fucking minds over. And we know who they are. Bayonetta and Cloud Strife. However, there were people who didn't know Cloud Strife was among the number. So one day, at a convention, yes, it's an anime convention. One day at an anime convention, I'm telling my friends about that if you do the Limit Break of Cloud, which is one of his special moves, and then do any of his other moves, they get stronger. And this random, look like a goddamn supermodel girl is like, oh, you, you guys make PC games? You made a PC game and you put Cloud in? It's like... No, we're talking about Smash Bros. So she goes, Cloud isn't in Smash Bros. I was like, so we all go, yeah, he is. How is he in Smash Bros? Is he DLC? He's like, literally, yes, he's DLC. Holy shit, bro. It's like, that was not the reaction I was expecting. So she runs off. She goes and gets her sister or friend. I don't know. And then she's like, Cloud's not in Smash Bros. Cloud is in Smash Bros. And, and I was like, whoa, we all did that in sync. I was like, oh my God, I want to play him. I was like, so then it's like, so then my friend Rob was like, hey, Zach, don't you, didn't you bring your Wii U? I was like, yeah. Don't you got Cloud like chilling in the room? Like, yeah, he's in my room. Oh my God, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? I was like, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't mind making new friends, but you know, if you're under 18, 
bitch, we grown. I was like, well, that's weird. Because, see, if I called you a bitch right now, that would be some shit. I was like, uh, anyways, um, all right, well, uh, let's let's see some IDs, please. I was like, oh, okay, and, you know, you could just buy them. It's only $4. Yeah, but I don't have, like, a Wii U, though. I was like, I was like okay, to be fair, nobody got a Wii U. I got a Wii U just because I knew I didn't have to pay full price for the shit. So, we go to my room. Now, remember, at this point, there's me, three of my boys, one of which is Rob, and then it's two girls. So, I'm in the elevator. I'm facing front. It's a crowded elevator. So, I'm just thinking, uh, so, what do you want me to call you? I know that sounds like, what's your name, but convention rules are different, or at least when it comes to fucking Animu conventions. Animu conventions is one of the only places I've ever been where no one will ever say their actual fucking name. I, I, I don't question it at this point because, you know, if you pry too hard, they think you're trying to steal their identity or do some fucked up shit, which is weird because if you if I was outside this building and I asked you what your name was, you would not say any of that shit. But I don't question it. So there was like uh, Lily and Debbie. I was like, OK, I know a few Debbies. I even got a cousin named Debbie. He's like, oh, OK, yada, yada, yada. So we get out the elevator. We're going to the rooms. Like, oh, you're in a oh, you're in a luxury suite. He's like. Well, yeah, um, we get a luxury suite, but we're smart. We actually save up in advance. So that way, by the time it comes around, you know, we didn't really spend that much just to get the place. And also we cook, so we want a kitchen. I was like, oh, cool. Wait, you have food? It's like, again, a little too excited expression. Like, yeah, like uh, people have food. No, I meant like you cook food. It's like, I'm learning. So I asked like, how do you think I eat or live? And her friend starts laughing at her, and I was like, huh. So like, so I turned to Rob, I was like, man, these girls are kind of funny. It's like, then I realized, I'm the only one. They never got in the elevator. Now, normally, any other, I don't know, manhole, pimp, pretty boy, whatever, slick motherfucker you want to think of, is thinking, ha ha, this is the best moment ever. I'm thinking, are... Are, did they did they wait for another elevator? Are they coming? It's like it's like hey, uh, did Rob and the other guys get on the elevator? No, it's just us. I was like, oh, so I'm like, oh shit, I need to be on my p's and toes and my dot, and dot my eyes and cross my t's, which basically is North American for I need to make sure I don't fuck up because the last thing you want especially if it's a convention you go to frequently, is anybody to say, that guy tried some fucked up shit with me when he got me into his room or some other shit like that? Because I ain't trying to fuck these girls. I like playing Smash Bros. I don't care who I play with. If you smash, we gonna smash. Yes, I realize how that sounds now that I say it out loud. Anyways, <laughs> so I just went and said, uh, hey, uh, just so we're clear, you know, um, I'm gonna... Put the lock on the outside so that way, you know, you can come and go freely and you don't have to worry about anything. And uh, yeah, it should just be me in the room since they're not coming up. So then they just stop. Look at me. Look at each other. And immediately started fucking laughing at the top of their lungs. Now, I'm not an expert in woman. No man truly is, and if he says he is, he's only talking about ass, not the psychology of a woman. I have no idea how to fucking interpret what I'm seeing. I have no idea what the fuck is I'm supposed to think. Austin, what would you be thinking in this situation at this point? Um, 
I used to be cooling. I just be like, oh, this is what they trying to do. Definitely not on that. Um, as soon as I boot up the system, if they not, you know, trying to play Smash, I'm gonna go back to wherever my friends are. Yeah, it, common sense. Yeah, it just tripped me. Like, I don't want like, why the fuck are they laughing? So I'm like, hey, here's the room. Holy shit, bro. I don't know. This uh, Debbie has some very interesting reactions, not just for a woman, but in general. So we started playing Smash. Everybody except me is Cloud. Not because I think Cloud sucks, but three people using the same character in Smash feels kind of boring to me. So it dawned on me. My adrenaline high has worn off. I'm actually fucking sleepy. I was like, oh shit. Uh, huh. Hey, uh, I'm going to make a call real quick. So I kneel down in the kitchen behind the counter and I call up my homie Rob. And I try to tell her, like, Rob, what the fuck happened, bro? Did y'all just get stuck in elevator in the elevator line? Because there's always a line for an elevator, especially if it goes into rooms. It's like, uh, no, nah, we, we, we had a panel we wanted to go to. We wanted to do other shit in the convention. There's a DJ playing tonight. I was like, so y'all just thought to abandon me with these two girls. I was like, why are you trying to make me think you're gay? Listen to what you just said right now. And so I was like, Rob, listen, these are strangers. Wait, you don't know them? I was like, no, I don't know them. Oh, well, I mean, I guess I can come through with some shit. Like, dude, please, I am terrified. Like, what are you scared of? You're not scared of women's like most of them? No, Brazilian women terrify me. But in that I want to marry you kind of way and they ain't Brazilians. Like, so what the fuck is the problem? It's like, I'm in a hotel room alone with two girls that I don't know. And if I say the wrong thing at any point in time or even imply something that they interpret wrong. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't understand how the fuck he forgot this shit. Because first of all, this has happened to him before. So Rob comes up and we got four player smash situation going on. We do some fun shit. And 30, 40 minutes later, I'm like, hey, uh. You know, thanks for coming. I'm actually kind of sleepy. I was like, and Rob was like, oh, no, you can go to sleep, bro. I mean, I'm playing the game now. I'm going to stay here. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, hey, it was nice meeting you all. You know, let yourselves out when it's time to go. Okay. All right. So, I don't know what happens. But when I was nodding off, it's 1035. I feel someone shaking me at 1 a.m. It was 1 a.m. because there was an alarm clock on the side of the bed. I don't just magically have time telling wizard powers. And it's them, but they're not in a wig or a costume. They're in like normal clothes. I'm like, did they leave the room in the fucking door open, come back and shit? I was like, so I'm looking at her like, Debbie? Cause I am like super sleepy. It's like, yeah, scoot over. I was like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. What did you just say? Then I hear, she said, scoot over. I turn around and there's Lily or uh, whatever the fuck her name was. I, I remember Debbie the most cause well, Debbie still scares me to this day. So I'm thinking, oh, there's no way this shit's real. I'm having a dream right now. Now, it's not that I fear the concept of a threesome. It's more like I have absolutely no belief at this point in time in my life. A threesome is something that could happen to me unless it is A, an orgy, in which case, how the fuck did I fall into an orgy? B, someone's on ecstasy or everyone's on ecstasy. Or C, uh, I don't know. Whoever I'm dating is a twin and they they do that scary, creepy shit that actually terrifies me. And I got drunk and my girlfriend convinced me to do it. But I didn't have a girlfriend at this point in time. And at this point in time, I can assure you, much like right now, I am a five out of ten. I am the definition of fucking average. 
not my dick, but my face. So I'm just thinking to myself, this is not real. But then they start taking my fucking clothes off. But I'm still fucking sleepy. So now my heart is racing, but my mind is saying, hey, nigga, we going to bed. Fuck you. So then I nod off or I think I nod off. And then I feel somebody slap me on the chest. And I, and I, and I wake up for like five seconds like, oh, he really is sleepy. And I go back to bed. Then I wake up because apparently Smash Bros have been moving to the bedroom TV instead of the living room TV. And then they just look at me and wave and I go back to sleep. Then I wake the fuck up and it's 8.35. So I go out in the hallway. I mean, not the hallway. I go out in the living room. I look around. Nothing's missing. But Smash Bros is hooked up to my bedroom TV. So, I don't know what the fuck happened. And my first thought was, did I get fucked in my sleep? Or did I dream a threesome and shit? But there was a sticky note on my cell phone. And I called the first number on there. I was like, hello? Oh, hey, you're awake now. I was like, Debbie? Oh, hey, Debbie. Man, I had some weird ass dreams. Like, oh, yeah, I can tell you had a weird dream. It was like, uh, okay. Um, well, it was nice meeting you and whatnot. And, you know, uh, if you're ever, you know, in the neighborhood or you just want to chill at a con again sometime, let me know. I don't know how far away this state is for me. I was like, oh, you're from Illinois. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from Illinois. I was like, oh, we're from Illinois. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, oh, well, hey, why don't you give me some of your gamer IDs and stuff? All right, I'm going to text them to you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and make sure you text Lily too, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So here's the thing, though. Rob comes out of his section of the room and he just goes, dude, and he high fives. He's like, uh, what are we doing? He's like, what are we doing? No, 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 my friend. What did you do last night? It's like, I ain't do nothing last night. So then this other guy, Clayton, not to be confused with, you know, the swole Clayton on uh, YouTube and shit, but I know him too. He was like, yeah, yeah, funny. What did you do last night? I was like, okay, so how'd it go? I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Bro, they were in your room last night. I was like, did, did they sleep here? It's like, I mean, maybe, or maybe they were just in the bed. It was like, yeah, maybe they were just in the bed. It's like, no, I was being sarcastic, Zach. Don't be a little bitch. They were in your room for four and a half hours. And after a while, you couldn't hear Smash Bros anymore. I was like, but I didn't do anything. Like, bullshit, you didn't do anything. Bro, and I told him exactly what I told you guys. I remember waking up, and then I felt like someone took my shirt off. Then I remember being slapped in the chest. And then I fucking, I, I just don't remember much and what. And I was like, bro, you need to ask them what the fuck happened. Cause I'm pretty sure other shit happened. Also, make sure you go check your dick. Uh, for the lady in the audience, sometimes uh, a dick feels different after you got some ass. So, yeah. I don't know how to describe it because well, you ain't got one, but that's the best I can tell you. Sometimes your dick feels different, not in a bad way, after having sex. So, uh, 
I look, I go and look at my dick and when I and do some inspections, like everything seems normal. I mean, hey, by bare minimum, I'm glad I remember to shave my shit. People sleeping on it, but hey, shaving your shit's a not a bad idea. Anyways, so I was just like, it took me almost a full month to ask it. So I was like, hey, Debbie, and I, I'm doing this in a text. So when we were at the convention, yeah, uh, did you guys come in my room? It's like, hold on, hold on. I was like, well, that sounds ominous. So then the text turned into a group chat. And you know when you're in a group chat, you don't see the names, you see the numbers. I'm assuming this is Lily. He's like, hey, this is uh, Lily, Lilia, Lily. You're like, you're going to have to remember my name one day. He's like, um, I'm so sorry. Debbie's hotter than you. But anyways, so I was just like, so y'all were in my actual room at the convention, right? Yeah. He remembers. It's like, no, no, I don't remember. I kind of need you guys to fill in some blanks, please. Because I remember falling asleep and you two playing Smash in my room. Oh, yeah, we played Smash. Now, normally when I hear those words or rather see those words, it has one connotation and it means one thing. <laughs> but in this case, there's some double entendre shit going on. I was like, okay, so when you say, yeah, we play Smash all right, what exactly do you mean by that? It's like, so then Debbie's like, what do you think it means? And I was like, hey, uh, listen, I don't actually know what happened. I have different, I have bits and pieces, or I have just the notation that after I said goodbye and went to bed, you motherfuckers went and crawled in my bed. And then they just said, continue. I was like, what do you mean continue? Well, then what happened after that? I was like, I'm asking you. So then Debbie's like, ah, you're no fun. Hey, uh, we're going to be in the city next week. You want to come visit? The end. So did I sleep through a threesome? Did they have sex next to me in my own fucking bed? I think it's still harder. I don't do. Mm. I no don't know. Queen, no uh, any ideas on this? You'd have to be either really drunk or like awesome Ali, but like that's not gonna happen. They definitely were awesome, like girl, uh, you know, weeaboo type. And uh, you just happen to be the uh, person with the bed. That's all. See, you say that, but I had a shirt on when I went to sleep. When I was awake, there wasn't a shirt. Well, I mean, they may have, you know, licked a nipple or two. That's all right. That happens. I don't know how you found a way to make that situation more confusing and disturbing for me, but I commend you on that. Uh, Queen, what's your take? What the fuck do you think happened? Um, I don't know, but it's a disturbing story. Just imagine that happening the other way around. You know what people would say if that would happen with a girl and two guys. Oh, yeah.
you know, just think about it that way. Like, that's not okay, especially because you still don't know what what happened. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's so technically, I guess you were molested. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I have my own like opinion because I think it's really crazy how our society is so okay with like you know like everything and i'm not saying that you know it shouldn't be okay i just think when it comes to the topic of like sex in general there's a definite duality and nobody talks about the other side and it's like there's hella people uh duality within that double standard it's like it depends on you know your preferences and all that stuff because like you could you feel me it's just a wicked ass thing it's just like energy super intense so like you never really know what someone is on unless you like get to that point and to be forced to that point which is really common is like i don't even know nobody talks about it so there's no way to go about it you know yeah like i still sometimes uh, well it's not sometimes i still debate if i do sorority stories not today obviously we're pretty much done sorority stories i've experienced just because look Everything you've ever heard about fraternities and sororities is true. I'm going to just say that. If it's a North American fraternity or sorority, it did happen at some point to someone. But I I, I always have to debate if I'm going to tell those stories, not just because, you know, what was a funny situation to me was someone's worst day ever or what was accepted at that time is technically criminal, but it was authorized or allowed which makes it not criminal depending on who you ask and shit like that now i'm not saying i've done some crazy shit or the crazy shit i do is not of a molesty nature i i do more of like i dare you to blah 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 and everyone's in agreement on it shit which is like basic bitch levels but i don't know I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing because you were saying fraternities and sororities, which, you know, everybody knows it's like, damn, you're fake American dreams type shit. Like, it's just like, oh, well, go to college, get a scholarship. Like, no, nah, you're going to probably end up in some dicey section shit for no reason because you got drunk or whatever. And it's like, in the same token, with like nerds and weaves and, you know, anime conventions, like, those are some of the freakiest fucking people on earth, bro. Yes. This so because it's they like, don't fuck anything. It's like I keep telling people like No, it's not because they don't fuck anything, it's because they damn near fuck anything. It's the opposite. Oh, they shit. Fuck you know what? Anything. Hey, we both right. But this is what I tell like a lot of my friends, like, cause you know, well, you may not know this, but I've been going to conventions practically my whole life, like before I could even register what they truly were. So that's traumatic in itself. I mean, you say that, but hey, I'm a darkie, so it's fun. But a lot it's of traumatic. people trying to kidnap me. But here's what got me. I will still have to this day, I will see kids half my age or close to half my age and their parents are like oh this place is pretty fun hey uh, my kids going it's like what do you mean your kids going who's going with your kid it's like oh well i got them a room and i told them no one else is allowed to sleep in the room unless i know who they are it's like no 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 do you understand that an anime convention has the same type of people as a fucking nightclub it's like but it's an anime convention it's like that means nothing and that's our life stories for today. Uh, this is basically two episodes in one. I might divide it up or keep them all together because the episode is pretty short. Uh, Austin, I'd like to thank you and your royal lineage for stopping by for the first time. You know. Yes, sir. No problem. Do, Thanks for having me. No problem. We don't do these that often because, you know, life has to happen in between life stories or someone has to remember their shit. So, hey, if we do one next month or if we do one in a few weeks, you know, I'll be sure to look you up. Uh... Dave, I hope you learned some interesting new English words. So, 
there's that to look forward to. <laughs> well, not really, to be honest, but it was still fun since uh, I usually don't have the chance to the chance to listen to natives speaking. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. Okay. And who knows, maybe one day you, you can do the first uh, Spanish and or Mexican live stories. I'm open to anything. <laughs> it's a variety channel. We don't stick to one thing. Uh, uh, okay. Queen, don't ever get drunk around me. I will leave you. Yeah, no, I am not planning to. Stop smoking. So yeah, um, that being said, this has been another exciting episode of Life Stories. Remember, kids, don't go into a threesome unless you're conscious. <laughs> yeah, don't do but. that. <laughs> <laughs>